This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 3, Episode 1, Makers on Main Street. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. This episode kicks off season three of the Indie Business Podcast. My team and I have been working hard on this, and I'm so excited to bring you some of the most amazing entrepreneurs in the universe. Welcome to season three, where our theme is Makers on Main Street. You can get a summary of this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 26. I'll be right back with an introduction to season three featuring Makers on Main Street. Mashable.com recently published an article citing a Forrester research firm report projecting that online retail sales should reach $370 billion annually by 2017, a full tenth of all retail sales overall in the U.S. While those statistics are good news for makers and handmade entrepreneurs across the board, they don't necessarily reflect a decline in bricks and mortar. In fact, what I'm observing is not a replacement of bricks and mortar, but an integration of physical locations as a complement to businesses that started exclusively online. This is exciting news, considering that it was not too long ago that many people thought that the online world was going to all but replace our need to be out and about in our own communities at all. Today, I see main streets everywhere beginning to thrive in a whole new way. Not because of old money or a resurgence of any kind of traditional shopping models, but because of an influx of new ideas from people who really have no business background at all. This is so exciting to me, especially since my own personal mission in life and in business is to spend myself to ensure that no woman would ever feel like she cannot make and sell something that would allow her to provide a good life for her and her children. When I launched the Indie Business Network in 2000, my own retail store was still open. The tiny little Maria Grace Aromatherapy Bath Shop was tucked on the second floor of a quaint shopping district at a building in Tacoma Park right outside Washington, D.C. I was located between an Indie African bookstore and an herb shop. Every weekend, I made fresh facial masks and sugar scrubs and sold them in front of my building when they closed the street for the weekly farmer's market. I was in heaven. Except for a few years later, stores started closing like crazy. The ice cream shop across the street closed. The art gallery on the corner closed. The indie bookstore left. The Armenian restaurant boarded up. And the pastry shop, owned by a former White House chef, passed on to new owners. And, well, you get the picture. I closed my shop shortly after IBM started to grow at a pretty rapid clip. And like many of you, I watched thousands of stores, large and small, close 
as the business world shuffled to accommodate a new retail world. But an interesting thing seems to be happening today across the nation. If my membership is any indication, there is an exciting resurgence of wonderful shops opening up everywhere. And in season three of the Indie Business Podcast, I will introduce you to those stores and the amazing people who own and manage them. We've got several states covered. Maybe yours is one of them. Georgia, California, Maryland, Ohio, New Hampshire, Washington State, Texas, New York, and more. 11 in all. This is an important season of my podcast because you will be inspired that nothing is impossible. You'll meet a woman who opened her shop after losing her husband to a fatal disease. And while she is still working a full-time job and raising a son as a single mom, you'll meet a woman who started making beauty products in her kitchen and now not only owns the production space where she makes the products, but has an art studio and a pop-up artist's exchange there, and a hair salon where the stylists use her products exclusively, of course. You'll meet a gal who has seven separate income streams springing forth out of a retail location in one of the tiniest little towns in her state. You'll meet a couple of guys who opened a shop in one of the trendiest destination locations in the nation, selling fair trade and artisan products handmade by craftspeople from around the world. If you've ever considered opening a physical location of your own, you will not want to miss a single episode of season three of the Indie Business Podcast. I cannot wait to share the stories of some of the people who manage some of the most wonderful stores you'll ever visit. Our first maker on Main Street will be here for you next week. So buckle up for a fun time. Until then, let me ask you a question. Do you enjoy the Indie Business Podcast? If so, I would so appreciate it if you would help me spread the word. I love doing this work. In fact, for me, telling your stories is not work at all. It's just plain fun to travel, albeit virtually, around the country, giving you a backstage pass to the lives of inspiring entrepreneurs. Would you like me to continue? If so, please leave a comment on my iTunes page. The link is in each podcast episode summary at IndieBusinessBlog.com. You can also show me some love on Twitter. You know how I love Twitter. (laughs) Just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love, and you can let your friends know that you enjoyed Indie Business Podcast. We really want to make it useful for you. And if we are, please let me know by sharing. And if I can do anything to make this podcast better for you, let me know. There's a contact link on our website so you can share what you'd like to see and how I can serve you better. I'll see you on the next episode of Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.